Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we are created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve, called to live to live, not exist, called to live, commanded to love, not be bitter and angry and mean-spirited, and commissioned to serve, not to be selfish and greedy, but to expand your humanity by serving others. And here at FCBC, we have a way of saying it. We live, we love, we serve. Excellent. I won't be long with you this morning. So if you would turn with me to the book of Psalm, Psalms, Psalm 30, and I want to lift one verse this morning, a verse that may be familiar to most of us, Psalm 30, verse 5, and I'm reading it in the New Revised Standard Version. Again, Psalm 30, verse 5, and here's how it reads. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I'll read that again. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Come on, beloved, let's, let's pray. God, we thank you and we honor you on this morning. We are grateful, O oh God, that you still, still remind us daily of your presence in our lives. Our breathing is a reminder of your presence. Our living is a reminder of your presence. And we are grateful, O oh God, Because there are moments along this journey that are difficult, that are tumultuous. And God, knowing that you are with us, enables us to endure. Your presence is powerful, God. And today we thank you for that. Now, O God, in this time that is ours to share, continue to open our hearts and our minds and our spirits that we might be receptive to your revealed word. God, we thank you. God, we honor you. And we are eternally grateful for you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And we say, amen. Allow me, beloved, to read that again. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. 
Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. We have been in our series based on our 2022 theme, I Am Ready. I pray that during these past weeks that the messages have been helpful as we face an uncertain future. The truth is, it has nothing to do with the pandemic. All future is uncertain. Tomorrow is uncertain. And so the hope is, is that our talk of readiness and our theme reminds us that we have been equipped to deal with whatever comes our way. We've been learning over the past several weeks based on those sermons. I am ready for change and growth. I am ready for breakthroughs. I am ready um, in battles, by the way. I am ready for mountains and valleys, and I am ready for rejection and acceptance, whether it is change and growth, battles and black breakthroughs, mountains, valleys, acceptance or rejection. The issue is, is that all of them are part of life. We love to separate those moments, the highs and the lows, but it is all life. And I hope that over these past several weeks, we've learned that, we've come to see that. It is not a dualistic way of looking at the world. Some things are good and some things are bad. It is all part of our living, our life. And today, in our final sermon in this series, I want to speak from the subject. I am ready for sorrow and joy. I am ready for sorrow and joy. Weeping lingers for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I wish that life could be different, honestly. I know I'm not the only one in this regard. I wish that life was filled with moments that were simply blissful joyful, happy. I wish that. And oftentimes we wish that when we find ourselves in moments that are the opposite of that, painful, sorrowful, and reminders of suffering that is ever present in our world. I've said this in previous weeks. I know we wish that it was mountains and I wish we, I know we wish it could just be acceptance. And I know we wish it could just be breakthroughs. And I know we wish it could just be growth. But that is not life in its fullest. And the desire for pure happiness and pure bliss and pure joy all the time means that somewhere in our living, we would be living a half-lived life. Because life is a composite of all of those things, not just the pieces we like and the portions we would rather choose. It is also the things we don't like and the things we would not rather choose. You see, all of us, in some way, shape, or form, live with the reality of sorrow and suffering. Sorrow is part of our journey. It is an unpleasant part of our journey, but it is a part nonetheless. You see, joy and sorrow together make part of life. It is what life is filled with, joy and sorrow, and we are made in between. 
We are sharpened in between. We are matured in between those moments of joy and sorrow. Cultivate us together. We are not one-sided. We do not live a half-lived life. We live in the fullness of life and all that it brings, sorrow and joy. And even though we wish there were moments we did not have to endure sorrow, the reality is that is part of the journey. And I have to continually reiterate that because sometimes when sorrow comes or suffering comes or hardships come or obstacles come, we seem as though we were not ready, we were not prepared. But when we realize all of this is part of life, it enables us to engage life differently. All of us will feel sorrow, not always public, not always recognizable, not always visible, but all of us in some way will face sorrow. Each of us has secret sorrows. All of us carry invisible agony. All of us live in some way with, with a hurt and a fracturing and a suffering and a woundedness that is not always visible to the world. And we live with it. In fact, it was Laurel Hamilton who put it this way. She said, there are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more hurtful than anything that bleeds. Oh, I hope you heard that, beloved. There are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more hurtful than anything that can bleed secret sorrows we carry. And often no one knows about it, and we suffer with them, suffer through them, live through them, and no one understands. And sometimes people look at you and see you and they see that you may seem mean or bitter or sad or angry. They don't understand that sometimes you're walking, living, breathing with invisible wounds, secret sorrows. And many people have no idea. And if they knew what you were going through, they'd be amazed at how you wake up every morning and force through life and continue to live and breathe and love. But we all carry them, deep wounds that no one sees. We all know sorrows. Again, some visible and some invisible. But we all know of sorrows. And on top of that, not only do we know sorrow, some of us try to find ways to avoid it or even cope with the sorrow and the suffering we feel. Sometimes the sorrow is so great, the pain is so great, that we find ourselves using various mechanisms, and sometimes they lead us down dangerous paths. Illicit relationships, addiction, substance abuse, trying to deal with sorrows and suffering, only to find out that no matter what you do to cope or to avoid or to escape, you can never run fully from your sorrows. There was a song by the group U2, and yes, I do every now and again listen to U2. But U2 had a song, and, and some of the lyrics were profound. It said this, in my dream, I was drowning my sorrows, but my sorrows learned how to swim. In my dreams, I was drowning my sorrows, but my sorrows learned how to swim. We all will deal with sorrow. We all will deal with suffering. We all will deal with hardship. And sometimes I feel as though it is a responsibility I have as a pastor to say that. Because sometimes, again, we'd rather just see the sunshine, the bliss, the beauty, the joy, the happiness. 
But that is not life. Life is a beautiful mix of all of these things, the things we don't like and the things we do like. Look at yourself. There are things about me I don't like and things about me I do like, but it's all me. I can't escape the things I don't like and simply bask in the things I do like. It is all me, just as it is all life, beloved. And I know I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but somebody need to be reminded, not that misery is ever present, no, but that those moments will come. They will happen. And being ready for them is not necessarily saying, I knew this was coming, but understanding that it is part of the journey is what the readiness is about. It's about living in spite of those moments, living in spite of the pain, living in spite of the suffering, living in spite of the sorrow that may come. But life is not all sorrow. Life is also joy, unspeakable joy. And it's because we know that sorrow will come our way. It is the main reason then why we should always treasure and value the moments of joy. If we know that sorrow is fleeting and joy is fleeting as well, that means then that when those joyful moments arise and the moments of celebration show themselves and the moments of happiness are made manifest, we ought to lean in and not let yesterday's sorrows linger in today's joy. Because that's one way to sabotage our own happiness when we allow the sorrows of yesterday to now make man, be made manifest in today's joy. And it means this, that life will be half-lived because you'll never fully embrace the joyful moments and the peaceful moments and the moments of bliss and beauty and happiness if we allow yesterday's sorrow to ever live in today's joy. That means joy won't be fully processed in our being. It won't be fully experienced in our spirit. And all those sorrow and joy are part of life. Don't let sorrow infiltrate your joy so that you forget that there's another side of life, another side of living. It is the beauty and the bliss and the joy. So that when those moments of joy appear, that is when you remain present. You don't linger and live in joy waiting for the shoe, the next shoe to fall. You don't live in joy waiting for the next thing to go wrong because then that will mean that you're never fully invested, involved, and have given yourself to joy. Oh, I hope you hear this this morning, beloved. Yes, joy and sorrow are all life. But don't let the blues of the sorrowful moment infect the joy that you may experience. Both will be experienced. But sometimes we have that tendency to let yesterday's sorrow again infiltrate today's joy. Henry Nowen said, and one of, I consider a spiritual guru, Henry Nowen said, joy does not simply happen to us. Oh, I've quoted this so many times. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. Joy does not simply happen to us. We must choose joy and choose it every day. That means you have a choice. Every day you wake up, you have a choice to choose. No one necessarily chooses sorrow, but you can choose joy. 
No one chooses suffering, but you can choose joy. No one chooses the damage, the woundedness, the brokenness, the hurt, the pain, but you can choose joy. And here's the key. Choose it every day. Every single day, you must choose joy. Every single day, you must choose joy. Because that is something you have the power to do. You must choose joy. Sorrow can't control all the times, but you can control whether you remain in it. Hardships, you can't choose all the time, but you can choose whether you will go through it. Obstacles, you don't choose all the time, but you can choose whether you will overcome it. That choice is yours. Choose joy and choose it every day and not allow sorrow to have a stronghold where joy wants to reside in you. This is why I love this passage in Psalms. It says, yes, the psalmist is saying, yes, God's anger is real. And there are moments where God may be angry. This is what the psalmist is saying. But the favor of God, the acceptance by God is a lifetime. That is this. You see, Psalm 30 is a psalm of thanksgiving. It is a psalm that is said in a moment of reflection on life. And in reflecting life, even those things that are not pleasant, the psalmist understands that every moment is a moment of thanksgiving, not necessarily for those wounding moments, but thankful that you are alive. I was told a long time ago, only living people feel pain. And somehow, I know we don't want it, we don't ask for it, but that pain we even feel, that sorrow is an indicator that we are alive. And if we're alive and pain will come and sorrow will come, then your work is to choose joy in those sorrowful moments and choose it when? Every single day. So the psalmist writes this, he recognized that in God there is anger, but God's favor is for a lifetime. He doesn't balance the equation, he tips the scales in favor of favor. Oh, I couldn't get that. He understands that God's anger is real, but God's favor is for a lifetime. He tips the scales in favor of favor. And then here's where the psalmist shifts. Weeping may linger for a night, but joy comes with the morning. Oh, I love that. Some scriptures say weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Either way, the psalmist acknowledges that there will be moments, night moments, dark moments where weeping will be ever present and sorrow will feel like it is always there and calamity will feel like it is always there. It will last. It will come, but it won't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I love that because the idea the psalmist is communicating is that with each new day, comes a new day to choose joy. With each coming moment, you have a fresh opportunity to choose joy. Weeping endures for a night, yes, but joy comes with the morning. And although there are those hardships, those difficult days, but here's the beautiful thing, they don't last. They are temporary. And you ought to be ready to face all those moments for the hard, the hard, moments in life come to pass, but the joyful moments in life come to pass as well. Joy and sorrow are inseparable. That is life. 
It is not a duality in life. It is the fullness of life. Joy and sorrow. Joy and sorrow. There will be moments where you will be surprised by joy. And there will be moments when you are blindsided by sorrow. It is all part of the mix of life. Weeping may endure for a night, but my God, joy comes in the morning. And when joy arrives, choose it. When joy shows up, make it your choice and keep on choosing it with the dawning of each new day. When morning comes, make the choice for joy. Joy will show up, but you have to be committed to choose it and not linger in the weeping night. Embrace the dawning day. Do not linger in the weeping night. Embrace the dawning day for it is coming. Joy will come. Peace will come. Happiness will come. Breakthroughs will come. Mountains will come. Acceptance will come. And when they come, choose them. Choose joy. So what do you do? What do you do? When those sorrowful moments arise, what do you do? Because at the end of the day, I've counseled many people in my lifetime of pastoring. 20, going into 26 years pastoring, going into my 18th year here at FCBC. And I have never had one person set up a session for counseling with me for joy. Most people never have to navigate joy. It is sorrow that we have to navigate. So how, pastor, do you deal with those sorrowful moments? I'm glad you asked. This and then I'm through. And it's not heavy, it's not deep, but here it is. One, face it. Face it. Don't run, don't avoid, don't cope. Face it. It is harsh and it can be brutal, but you must face it. Why? Because you were made for it. You were built for it. You are ready for it. Every fiber of your being is equipped to handle tough times. But here's the thing. Those moments are temporary. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Face it. And you'll find this. It's not as bad as you thought. Especially when you realize it's not permanent. Then. Feel it. Oh, this is the part that can be difficult. Acknowledge it. That's what feeling it means. Acknowledge it. Don't try to act like it's not there. Be real about it. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable a little bit, transparent a little bit. It is, a, it is easier than you think to say right now to your friends, the people who care when they see you going through. You don't have to pretend, I'm hurting right now. I feel pain right now. I feel sorrow hovering over me right now. Feel it, but acknowledge it. Don't try to dissuade people from thinking, oh, everything is fine. No, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes healing is on the end of your honesty. I'm hurting right now. I feel the weight of sorrow right now but always keep in the back of your mind for a night for a night for a night it is for a night
And it may be another night. And it may be another night. And it may be another night. But those nights will never outweigh the mornings. Joy comes. Face it. Feel it. And then forge forward and keep on living. Don't stop living at the place of great pain. There's a story in the Old Testament of, we know of Abraham, but Abraham's father, Terah, and one of his sons died. Terah was given the command to go, to move to a place. And on the way of the journey, he died. And his son, Terah's son, Abraham's brother died. And Terah was so overwhelmed with grief that he stopped right there. He stopped the journey. He ended it. And right there in Hebron, he stopped. Well, then God called Abraham, told Abraham to go. Well, we know the story. Abraham follows God's directives. But Terah stayed stuck because he could not get past the death, the grief, the sorrow of his son. Those moments are brutal. Those moments are painful, especially when the sorrow is connected to the loss of a loved one. But how do you pay honor and homage to those we've lost? We keep on living. We forge forward and keep living and carrying them in our hearts and in our spirits. That is why the gift of memory is amazing. So when those moments of sorrow come, beloved, face, feel, and forge forward. Keep on living. And why can you live? Because you know weeping may endure for a night. But joy, 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 unspeakable joy, comes with the morning. The choice is yours. Choose joy and keep choosing it every single day. Come on, beloved, lean in. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Someone needed to be reminded this morning, oh God, that sorrow is real. We don't have to pretend like it's not. We don't have to pretend for people. We don't have to act as though we're not hurting. In those moments of sorrow, we must acknowledge and be patient with ourselves and be gracious towards ourselves at the same time. God, also, thank you for reminding us that sorrow doesn't last forever. Those moments don't last forever. Enjoy comes with the morning that everything we could experience that is negative and painful for a night or multiple nights but just as there may be multiple nights of sorrow there'll be multiple mornings of joy and our choice is to not allow the sorrow to become so great that we no longer remember how to choose joy God, thank you for that reminder this morning. We love you, God. We thank you, Lord. And it is in your name we pray. And we say, amen. 
Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.